Hello and welcome to episode 39 of RangerPod, the podcast that's padding out the story by trying to upstage the morphing grid in crappy Halloween costumes one episode at a time. I'm PDT and joining me are the idiot and the pedant, Grax and Quinn. Howdy doody. Yay. I'm not going to ask which is which. Uh, you're the pedant. Okay. He didn't ask. <laughs> I just thought I'd tell him so that Grax knows he's the idiot. Oh... Yeah, I live with that. I mean, we've done 38 of these already. Well, 39 if you count the movie special. Yeah. He should know this by now. Yeah, I mean... It's all kind of coming together because this is part one of both the original Power Rangers season finale and indeed our season finale. <gasps> it's Doomsday part one and it first aired on, I think, November 29th, 1993. You think correctly, PDT. Well done. I know, well, that's because I'm an expert, Quinn, you know? Uh, it's not because you've got the uh, Ranger Wiki open in front of you, is it? No! <laughs> I, what, what even is a Ranger Wiki? Oh, it's this modern marvel of information. That often misses the point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, this is a big episode. Grax, how long do you think it'll take you to summarise it? Um, I was just timing myself up before we started recording and I managed to get... No, 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 he asked about the synopsis, not the other thing. Oh, oh, right, right, um... <laughs> I, Ten I, I, seconds. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes with a bit of uh, padding, give or take. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm going to give you one minute forty five seconds. Oh. Starting now. We see our heroes reading the local newspaper. It says that the city will be praising the heroic Power Rangers for their own national holiday, and there will be a Power Ranger celebration at the park. We also bear witness to the bulk telling Skull that they should become superheroes themselves, so they can steal some of the Power Rangers' glory. Meanwhile on the moon, Rita announces that she will defeat the Power Rangers for her own war zord called Cyclopsus. And the bad guys also stated they will be sending everyone on Angel Grove to another dimension so the Power Rangers will be all alone. So, then, we join our heroes in the park and it's full of people and fanfare and everyone's waiting for the Power Rangers to show up. And Bulk and Skull get changed into their generic, caped superhero alter egos, the Incredible Bulkster and Super Skull. And they make a fool of themselves in front of everybody on the stage. Then Rita teleports everyone in the park to a different dimensions, leaving our heroes all alone. Then Rita moves her entire moon palace to planet Earth and it ends up as a, on top of a skyscraper in a, in a city or something. That that was a bit weird. But it's alright, because at this point, Rita summons the Wars Autoclopsers with Goldar, piloting the mech, giant mech. It's, morph, it's morphing time at 10 minutes and 7 seconds. We need dinosaur power now! Megazord activated! And the clash of the Titan mechs are in full swing. Punch after punch, zap after zap. The evil Zord proves to be too strong. Even Dragon Zord in battle mode. Seconds left. And teams up with Tyrannosaurus. Zord is not enough to beat Cyclopsus. So then Zord calls upon Titanus to help the heroes out to form the Ultra Zord. And the heroes blast Cyclopsus into Kingdom Calm. But Rita's not having this. She zaps, she zaps Titanus and creates a sinkhole for Titanus to dis disappear 15. into. Megazord is powerless to help. Then Rita summons Lokar, which makes the, 10, scar, the 9, sky cloudy. 8, and the episode ends 7, with the heroes at the command center looking 5, concerned. To 4, be continued. 3, 2, one. Well done, Grax. Well yep. done, Grax. Uh, I finally got the hang of this. You did. Although I, I really need to take issue with something you just said in your synopsis there. Impossible. I've got everything down accurately. No. I, Was I, it when he I, called it cyclosis? Cyclosis. No, not that. I'm going to take issue with the fact that you said the park was full of people and funfair. Now, I will concede <laughs> that it was full of people, but it definitely wasn't full of funfair. <laughs> well, everyone was kind of having a good time. There, was, there was two inflatable somethings. <laughs> 
and a stage. And people yeah. were talking, having fun, and 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 Bulk and Skull, they came on, made fool of themselves, everyone was laughing. Okay, this is the worst fun fair in the world. <laughs> well, what more could you possibly want at a fun fair? Uh, right. I, I want I want those uh, things with like the ground moves. I want the like the tunnel that spins around. I want a Ferris wheel. I want cotton candy. Yeah. Uh, I want to be shooting ducks. Uh, I want bumper cars. Uh, I want to anything other than what they passed off as a as a celebration day outside park event. Now, see, Quinn, they did have all those things. Win a goldfish, flush it down the toilet. <laughs> They did have all those things, Quinn. They were just off camera. And they couldn't, oh, get, they couldn't right. film the entire set in because the cameras didn't have a wide enough lens. No. Well, that's a terrible excuse. It is. They should, they, they should have waited until the advent of widescreen television to make this episode. <laughs> I mean, this is really the one where Rita just pulls everything out of her ass, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know what episode you were watching, Pete, but I definitely didn't see that. Well, she pulled Cyclopsis out of her ass. <laughs> the war zord, this ultimate cool-looking zord that she's had in her in up her sleeves all the forty episodes, uh, thirty-nine episodes time. Why didn't she pull it out sooner? It looks amazing. It is pretty cool. I'll give you. That. Why didn't she at least pull it out before they got Titanus? Hmm. Yeah, exactly, because they needed Titanus to defeat Cyclopses. And if they just pulled out sooner, then there would be no Megazords, and then we would be stopping around about episode. Thirty, uh, yeah, thirty. You know why didn't she pull Titanus out of her tight anus before? No, <laughs> <laughs> very oh, good. Well, ten done. out of ten for effort, but execution thank you, thank was you. like that. Was very a, poor. That was a very very poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she pulls Cyclopsis out. She takes the Moon Palace down to Earth, which she did do in Episode One, and it didn't really seem to help her. Mm. And obviously, she summons Lokar again. Yeah, this is the kind of battle where you know it's coming to the end of the series, where they just throw everything and make everything big and dangerous and the stakes have never been higher. Hmm, haven't they? Not really. I mean, I I kind of get what you're saying, but ultimately it is just the Megazord fighting another monster. Uh, There's nothing all that incredible about it. Cyclopsis tosses the Megazord around like it's a toy. That's pretty cool. And it has telekinetic telekinetic powers telekinesis yeah which is i don't think we've ever seen before which is amazing and uh, frankly i i think what the power rangers should have done was they should have just dumped the megazord and said forget this we don't we like this model better jump out jump onto the <laughs> jump jump onto the warzord kick goldar out and he's like yeah we've got an upgrade carjack cyclopsis from goldar yes that's exactly <laughs> what i'm saying nice <laughs> oh yeah that could have worked in fact, that probably would have worked. Yeah, exactly. If all five of them had stormed that cockpit. <laughs> Goldar would have been powerless to defend himself. But the thing is, the stakes were high. You know, everyone in Angel Grove had been kidnapped. All those lovable characters this like Balkan Skull and Ernie and Mr. Kaplan and... The mayor? And Angela. Oh, oh God, and- Angela. Poor Angela. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it does raise that question of like... Why is it taking her 40 episodes to do all this? Yeah. Like, it almost feels like she's playing to the same rules as the Power Rangers, like not escalating a fight unless it absolutely has to. So she starts off with like her weakest monsters and just works her way through until she goes, right, I've got nothing left but to use my 
nuclear arsenal. Yeah. Which I could have used on day one, but I'm far too good of a witch to do that. But this goes back to my, my previous arguments we've made in the past, where Rita is arrogant. She thinks that she's the best. And so she would just go off with a weaker effort and then goes, ah, oh, uh, well, I can still win because I've got this better thing. And then next week, ah, oh, I've still got this better thing. And it escalates and escalates and escalates. So that's why I'm not too worried about this thing of why does she not use this at the beginning. But the thing is, she, as I say, she did take the palace down in the first episode. Mm. Yeah, it looks a bit strange because I think, hang on, you mean under the palace on the moon, there's a skyscraper? Yeah. Why was there a skyscraper on the moon yeah. all this time? But that's okay. It's just the foundations of her palace cracks. That's nice. Where all the putties live. Yeah. Okay. That pretty much makes sense. You know, as much, as much sense as anything else in this episode. <laughs> they've all got condos down there, and like, yeah, it's, it's really nice actually. Yeah, they've got a pri- they've got a private gym and concierge. Yeah, well, it's bloody nice there. Yeah, nice bar, nightclub. Yeah, everything a putty would need. And and there's no atmosphere, so the mortgage is really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Power Ranger Day in the park. My first question was: Is this really everybody in the entire city, or there's like? A- large number of no. people. No, only about 20 people give a shit about the Power Rangers in Angel Grove. <laughs> Every, everyone else is like, I've got work to do. <laughs> like, the, the city doesn't rebuild itself week after week. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's at like food banks and construction drives, like rebuilding <laughs> handing out blankets and... <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, it's not the entire city who's there. They do kidnap everyone in the city. Yeah, it's true. I do like how Ernie doesn't give him the time of day at the start of the episode. Well, he's too busy doing something else. Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, Angela, hey, Ernie. And Angela's like, hi. And they're, they're just, no, they're like, hey, Miss Appleby, hey, Ernie. And Ernie just walks past them. <laughs> it's like, oh, not these guys again. It's bad enough I have to talk to you <laughs> to work. Yeah, he's like, I'm on my free time now. I don't have to be friendly to anyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there is one person that was missing and people noticed. Tommy. Tommy wasn't in the crowd. Oh. No, he wasn't. And Kimberly explicitly said, I wonder where Tommy is, or I wish Tommy was here, or, or something along those lines. But to be fair, the city are just ungrateful because <laughs> they've, they've got this big like mural of the Power Rangers. Now, is that is that a mural, or is that just a blown-up publicity shop? Because if it's a blown-up publicity shop, I want to know where the city got it from. Well, that's why it's clearly a mural. We know it's a blown-up publicity shop. <laughs> But either way, they've put this thing up. They've not bothered to include the Green Ranger in there. Oh, no. Well, hang on. Are the city even aware that a sixth ranger exists? Would they ever have seen him? Oh. Because all he ever did was turn up, stand on a rooftop, playing his little flute, and then in comes this other dragon zord. They're like, oh, there's another robot here now. Where did he come from? No question that there's another Power Ranger involved. It's true. They probably just assumed that the, the Red Ranger was in control of it. Yeah. That's possibly a good point. I mean, the, the main thing they'll know the Green Ranger from is the time that he turned up and trashed the city. And they don't want to celebrate a villain. Yeah. As far as this city's concerned, he's just a villain. Yeah, that's fair enough, I think. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about Bulk and Skull? Oh, I, uh, I would yeah. love to talk about the incredible Bulkster and Super Skull. I found this some of their most tiresome sh- yeah. <laughs> really? I uh, really was charmed by this. Really? I was like, what point are you trying to make? Why bother? I don't quite understand They don't like that- being upstage, do they? That's that's their problem. They know they're inadequate. They know they don't have any like special skills, no social skills. Yeah. No one really looks up to them or admires them. Mm-hmm. So in any given situation, they try and one-up 
whoever it may be that is outdoing them. It's normally the five protagonists of the show. So whether it's Bulk doing applying for the, the karate commercial or whatever it might be, they're always trying to do one better. So in this case, they've seen that the Power Rangers are getting this whole day to themselves. It's like, well, hang on a minute. The attention's off of us. And they are bullies. They're doing they're, a lot of the time. Bullying is for attention, and then like people mm. aren't watching us this very instant. So we're going to dress up in our pajamas and give ourselves silly names and try and claim this day for our own. That's an incredibly professional analysis. There, I'm impressed. Oh, I did eight months of psychology. It made absolute sense. <laughs> It's just Thanks. a shame that the whole sequence isn't particularly funny. No, yeah, no. you're true. Although I feel like they were kind of poking fun at the whole Zoo Ranger thing with their different kind of action poses and pointing of the arms and all that kind of stuff, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, well done, Bulk and Skull. You're meta now. They're mm. just po- they're just mocking the Power Rangers, I think, at that point, aren't they? Yeah, I do wonder if anybody's actually cosplayed as the Incredible Bulkster and Super Skull. Oh, right? someone must. So there's got to be someone that is bulk size that can't fit into a morph suit. That's gone right. Well, do you know what I've got to do? Is just dress up as the Incredible Bulkster. I would love to see that. And if not, I- I'd dress up like the Incredible Bulkster. I mean, how do you think PDT sleeps every night? Yeah, thanks, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's fair, but, you know. <laughs> Jason basically wants to morph right there in the crowd. Yeah. I thought it was Zach who wanted to morph right there in the crowd right now, just to impress Andrew. Yeah, no, it is Zach, because he, he wants to go off and impress Andrew. Jason al- well, Jason always wants to morph anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's he's all he's like, pumped up on steroids or something. When Jason's like, okay, I think it's time to... And it's like, yeah, he's clearly... Like, if the others don't stop him, he is just going to stand there and <laughs> shout, the Morphin' Time! <laughs> Jason, No! Everyone was turned the other way. We learned last week, if you stick your fingers in your ears, you can't hear the morphing <laughs> calls. So if everyone's just facing the other way, they'll be able to get away with it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's true. It's very quiet yelling. That's how yeah. sound works. You have to be looking at the thing for the sound to be yeah. heard. <laughs> oh, dear. Shall we take a break from all this Power Rangers fun? Yes. Shall we move on to a bit of Z-Ranger? We certainly can. Yeah. And... By a bit of Zoo Ranger, I mean a hell of a lot of Zoo Ranger. Two whole episodes of Zoo Ranger crammed yep. into one Power Rangers episode. Two whole episodes, and neither of them's a bloody clip show. Mm. God for that. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I've actually because there's the final series of Power Rangers, Zoo Rangers, and Ranger Bot, I actually watched these episodes just to see what it's all about. What? What on earth what? gave you that idea? The whole format of this podcast is that we describe Zoo Rangers. Well, I describe Zoo Rangers to you, and Quinn kind of chips in. Yeah, but I just wanted to... I was so taken aback by your descriptions over the last 38 episodes. I just wanted to give it a try myself. All right, Grax. You tell us what happened. You, t- you, t- you tell us what happened then. Go on. But no, 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 no. I... No, come on, Grax. Your go. Now, see, I would. But the thing is, I know that this is the point where the experts would be better at explaining the scenarios more than me. <laughs> no, Grax, no. Trust me, our expertise is going to do nothing for these episodes. <laughs> Clearly, you feel like Mr. Billy Big <laughs> now. <laughs> Oh, come on, guys. That, no one wants to hear my voice for another 20-odd minutes, and this is going to be a lot of talking about <laughs> Zoo Ranger. So so let's listen from the expert. He's got some wonderful range of voices. All right. Fine, if you will. Well, we start with a recap of the fact that King Brackian has the eggs, and already that explained a lot of the Power Rangers episode to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why there's all the folks on King Brackian getting, like, blown up or what have you. Yeah. So anyway, Geki and May go off to visit a sick kid called Satoshi, which incidentally is the name of Ash Ketchum in Pokemon. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's called Satoshi in the Japanese stuff. Anyway, he's seriously ill. Uh, he loves dinosaurs. And he's like, oh, I want to 
pair of dinosaurs. <laughs> and Practically does. But he will probably die. And it's the mum's like, it's all down to his willpower now. And Geki tells him, oh, the dinosaurs are strong like you are. And the kid's like, oh, yeah, well, if they're so strong, how are they extinct? <laughs> I mean, he makes a very valid point. <laughs> <laughs> but Geki tells him about the eggs and the boy's like, oh, OK, well, if the eggs are going to hatch, I'll hang on. Uh, and then get then Mackie and Gay, Mackie and Gay go Mackie outside, and, Gay, yeah. <laughs> and they find loads of dead birds lying on the floor, along with with four children following them as well, if I remember. Yeah, they've got the four children who are Satoshi's mates, because yeah, Geki and May just walked in on Satoshi with their mates behind them. Anyway, there's an earthquake which hits both the moon and the earth. Yeah, and the Zords tell Barza, the Ra- the Rangers mentor. I say mentor, he hardly ever bloody shows up. But they're like, the great Satan is returning for the final battle with the great beast gods. And it's like, oh, sh-. And he gives them a book which has loads of symbols in it. And yeah, so the, the rangers and the kids are walking through the forest. And one of Satoshi's friends trips over a skeleton. It's like, what? <laughs> and then this like creepy kid with a white wig turns up. And it's like a massive white wig. It's Yeah, it would be an afro, but it's not styled at all. It's just mega Doc Brown troll hair. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> just imagine a very small Japanese boy with like a, a comically large yeah. <laughs> uh, fancy dressed Doc Brown wig. No, I think what they did is they just took a big white dog and they just dumped it on the top of this boy's head. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But anyway, yeah, so he kidnaps the children and he tosses Geki and May around like they're paper dolls. Because he's got telekinetic, power- telekinetic powers. Very much so. And they morph, but it makes no difference. He still tosses them around. So he takes the kids and he vanishes and then he turns up at Pandora's palace and she's like, who the hell are you? And he just says, mama. <gasps> just killed a yeah. man. Well, Sorry. not killed, but <laughs> mama just kidnapped four kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it turns out that he's her son Kai who's been returned by Great Satan so they can team up with Pandora and destroy the Power Rangers and take destroy the Beast Gods, take over the world, etc, etc, etc. Yep. So the book that they gave him is called The Dino Revelation, and Barza has to translate it. Meanwhile, Bandora lands on Earth. She, like, takes the palace to Earth, and they're all singing and dancing, doing the Dora, Dora, Dora song as they land. Dora, Dora, Dora. It's so bizarre. It's like they come down on a skyscraper palace, and then it turns into a disco ball, and they just do carry <laughs> yeah. for, like, three minutes. The best bit about it is that, like, Lammy and Gr- uh, Griforza have got, like, a microphone. So they're actually legit yep. there doing backing vocals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's doing backing vocals, aren't they? Well, they all are, yeah. Yeah. But they stage, like, an actual performance. Yeah. You, Love it. We've had this before. They, know, yeah, have. this is just what they do. So Kai summons Dora Talos, who is the big Cyclopsis monster. Kai transforms himself into a soldier, and he enters Dora Talos... <laughs> Then Kai's in there with the kidnapped kids who were all kind of brainwashed and also in soldier uniforms. And Pleppy Pleppy Pop is like, <laughs> that's my best work. And then, yeah, the fight starts. And that's the end of episode 47. Beginning of episode 48, the fight continues. But obviously the town hasn't been cleared out. So there's more Japanese people just like suffering. Kai uses his powers on the Zord, tosses it around. Barza turns up, he's been translating the book, and he's like, you can't call King Brachian! This is all about the dinosaur eggs. They want the dinosaur eggs. Mm. And if the eggs are destroyed, the Guardian Beasts will die. Yes. Because... That's how that works. Yep. (laughs) Um, So they're like, okay, we won't call King Brachian. And then the b*** turns up anyway. 
Yeah. It's like, hang on. It's like, guys, why didn't you ring? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not seeing this one out. Yeah, and he's like, I really want to kill these kids. (laughs) Pretty much. So, yeah, they form the Ultrazord. They blast Cyclopsis. And that's why its head stays. Because, obviously, its head has got the kidnapped kids in. The head lands, and then Kai runs off, and they rescue the kids. Mm -hmm. And then May's like, yeah, it's all over. Woo! But with less emotion, because it's May. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Bandora's like... Yeah, I don't think so. And you get King Brackian with her staff, like you see in Power Rangers. And then Barza explains what they already know is basically they're f- Yep, uh, Every- so- everything's killed. King Brackian is totally dead. Explosions everywhere. But they're like, hey, who's Kai? And Barza's like, ah, well. And then starts telling this flashback about how Kai as a child was the son of Bandora, who was like just a, a prince. I don't know, what was she, a queen or something? She was a princess yeah. of some description. I thought she was just a queen. Quite an attractive lady in her little get-up. I was going to say, she actually looks really cute and young and, and very, very innocent. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say young. Yeah, I wouldn't. But she, she wasn't young. She certainly, she certainly doesn't look like the, the ugly evil witch that she has done for the last yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. 47 episodes. It's almost like there was a human actress under there all along. Yeah, almost. it's like a real human in there. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so well, yeah. Because no, one, one of my questions was going to be, who was crazy enough to stick their f***ing Rita? I would be. <laughs> when you find out that she was actually just a normal person that was kind of turned bad. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, you see Kai being chased by a really bad plastic toy dinosaur. I love that shot so much. It's so terrible. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's literally <laughs> someone holding a toy dinosaur up by the camera. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> but yeah, because Kai's a little git, so he's breaking a dinosaur egg and just like tossing the yolk around. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, hey. He's a little brat. Yeah, but anyway, the dinosaur chases him and he falls off a cliff and Bandora's like, no! And she makes a pact with great Satan. Anyway, back to Geki and May and they see the sick boy and Geki lies to him. He's like, eh, the eggs are fine, they're going to hatch. They're not going to hatch. Um, and I'm, at this point, I'm wondering how the hell the boy is the main issue here. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You it's know. like the entire city is completely being destroyed. Fodder everywhere. People are dying. And then they go straight to the hospital and everything's fine. And there's no destruction whatsoever. Yeah. And it's all focused on the kids. So I was thinking, oh, you shouldn't you be escaping? There's destruction yeah. everywhere. I mean- Last week they stopped to bake a cake, so I think I think visiting a sick child in hospital is slightly higher up the list of things they could be doing. Slightly more admirable. Yeah, no, fair enough. And of course, Bandora brings back the Devil's Tower to summon Great Satan, and he comes back and he starts killing people with Dalmatian disease. Yes, and just like giving them spots and stuff. So anyway, that's where we're going to end Zoo Ranger. It's not quite the end of the Zoo Ranger episode, but we'll cover the rest for next time. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. I mean, Grax, what did you think of those two episodes? One thing I immediately wanted to say was that kid Kai, when he got dressed up in his commando suit with his uh, uh, gog- uh, special goggles and everything, he looks so dumb. So bloody <laughs> dumb. It's like, oh, what is this? It's ridiculous. Well, it, yeah. It looks like, and this is this is before the, the film even came out, but he's, sort of, he's almost dressed like the Starship Troopers. Yeah, well, I guess. Which wouldn't be the first Link Starship Troopers as the Power Rangers. Mm. Well, it would be the first Link, but it, would it wouldn't be... be like, yeah, chronologically, okay. it would be the Chronologically, first. it would be the first Link. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, hold on to that thought for when we get to Lost Galaxy, which I'll explain later what's going to happen there. Ah, okay. We'll go back to Doomsday 
yeah. for the time being. Yeah, if, in if terms of Zoo can. Ranger, I think this was actually pretty good. I, I found myself getting more excited. They, they gave me more. It was like more uh, fighting of, of the um, Zords. And I really like the kid, Kai. I really like the mother-child angle because it made me think Bandora's a real person. I, I actually felt sorry for her. Yeah, you know you know, what you were saying earlier on towards the start about like the stakes of the Power Rangers episode being quite big? Mm-hmm. It's pulled off in these episodes for Zoo Ranger much better. I agree. Like, you actually feel there is some... Really? Pe- yeah, I think so. Does anyone really give a sh- about the fate of the dinosaurs? Uh... No, but it's not just them. It is the other characters as well. Oh, sorry, the small kid as well. There's, there's, there's the... <laughs> Actually, I didn't care about this. I was, remember, I was watching the very beginning, and everyone's in the hospital pining over this child. And I thought, oh, oh god, is this really it? This is so slow and boring. And is this what all the Zoo Rangers is like? And then they yeah, pretty yeah. much. Oh. Unfortunately, the... Zoo Ranger has the, a similar problem to Power Rangers in that it does tend to pad for time a little bit with almost unnecessary storylines. They tie in a bit better to the main episode usually, but they are so- sometimes just as ridiculous as this. Well, they tie in better because they are the original material. E- exactly. Yeah. You know. But you. But the, the, my point is, you could take or leave some of that stuff. Like you don't yeah. need uh, Satoshi in these episodes. Doesn't add anything other than almost something for the Power Rangers to fight for. Is if saving the mm. world isn't enough. I guess it's nice to have some kind of embodiment of it there. Maybe. Yeah. You know, sa- saving the world is a very big abstract thing. So you give us this kid as well who kind of directly reflects. Yeah. It's it's not about the big number, it's about the human story, the one-to-one that yeah. that stupid viewers actually care about. Except we don't because we're old and cynical. That's right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay, let's go back to Power Rangers because Zordon or Gordon tells them you need Megazord. And it's like, why not just start with Ultrazord? Like yeah. Rita has clearly escalated the f- battle here. Well, it all goes pretty much as you'd expect. Like for Power Rangers from there, they do they do a Zord fight. They beat, they get tossed about a bit, but they call on Ultra Zord and defeat it. Mm-hmm. And that's like okay, the end. And I, I mean, Rita then gets really angry. I'm like, okay, I liked that. I liked. It's just like I actually kind of preferred that in the US version. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. fact that it's just out of sheer rage. I mean, it, it does answer the question like why doesn't she? Why didn't she do it before? But she's she's just so angry that she's just like "fuck you, Ultrazord." <laughs> there's that, there's yeah. that, and also there's one other plot device as well. In terms of they needed the Moon Palace to be on planet Earth because it was able to give the Warzord more power to actually operate. So I'm guessing Rita is more powerful than ever. Well, Alpha states that. With Rita being on Earth, or the palace being on Earth, she will be ten times more powerful. Exactly. Now, if that's true, then why is she hiding out on the moon in the first place? Like, she's she's <sighs> expending all this pitiful energy. She could have just gone to Earth. Look, I know we've said this already. She did, in episode one. Well, yeah, and then she no. off again. Yeah. I'm telling you, arrogance. Yeah, maybe. Oh, on that on that note, should we rate it then? Yeah, sure. Grax, I'll let you start. I, like I said, I I really enjoyed this episode. I was getting of Power Rangers. I was getting really really pumped up. Uh, I love the monster design. I love the Cyclopses. Everything was going right for me. He's got these moves. He's got telekinetic powers. He's got missile silos on his shoulders, which I love. <laughs> and the fight was really. Re- I just love it. This is great. I really enjoyed Bulk and Skull's um, comedy superhero bit just to pad it up for time i understand that and i got really excited this really got me excited for the conclusion of this two-parter so 
for that, I'm giving this episode five out of six power coins. Oh, wow. A low five out of six, but I, I really like this episode. It's quite impressive. I think I agree. I think I'm going to go five out of six. I mean, really, I'm only putting them down because of the whole bulk and skull thing, which just annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think it's a pretty solid episode. You know, the fights are quite cool. You've got the whole telekinetic thing. The stakes are high. I know Queen would disagree, but, you know, I I think everyone in Angel Grove is is a reasonable stake. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice cliffhanger. You know, you see the end of Titanus, or, or do you? Spoilers. Yeah, I'm giving it five out of six. Happily. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing, I think. Wow. This episode definitely sets up what feels like is going to be sort of like an epic second part. And had it been the finale of Power Rangers uh, or of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I have no doubt that would have been the case as well. So I generally quite like what's going on. Uh, I like like what you said, Grax, I like the monsters. I like that Rita gets suitably off enough to just sort of like rage out a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, yeah, what we think, what we see and think is the death of Titanus just getting yanked into that sinkhole. And you think, like this could actually be the end of the Power Rangers at some point. So yeah, I'm gonna go five out of six as well. Five out of six for all three of us. I think I think the audience will have to agree with all of us, right? Because we've all said the same thing. Well, I mean, if you don't agree, let us know. If you think Doomsday is a pile of, <laughs> just tweet us at RangerPod or contact us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash RangerPod. As for us, we're gonna go into part two next week, which, I mean. Quinn says that it sets it up for what looks like it's going to be a very exciting battle. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's let's see if it lives up to that. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait for this exciting finale to the series. Well, I should address that. I mean, you say it's going to be the finale to the series. Obviously, we know it's not. Mm. There are another 20 episodes, but in many ways, this was originally going to be the finale of Power Rangers. So I think bear that in mind as we go into next yeah. week's. Obviously, it is the finale of Zoo Ranger, and it's the finale of Ranger Pod until Christmas. Yes. Which, you know, is, is, is a big bombshell to drop on the listeners, but we will be stopping for a break. I don't know why. Grax wanted a break, and he does all the work, so mm. fair enough. Yes. And just to do some general housekeeping around the Ranger Pod. Yeah, he's flat's a tip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had time to do anything else except edit. I'm just like... I, I... <laughs> His girlfriend's not seen him in months. No. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I've been PDT. I've been Quinn. And I've been Grax. And we'll see you next week. Toodaloo. Bye.